By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. It's every radio person's worst nightmare. He's called dead here. Good morning to you. It's BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's not Brad. I don't know what she is. Where is she? She is. Hold on a minute. I got to do something. I got to type. Yes, I got that correct. Okay. Normally, I can't type and talk at the same time. So anyway, I have to put a password in this computer. Then I have to do this. I have to do that. And then I have to do this. You know, this is scintillating radio, right? Scintillating radio. Okay, now we do this. Now we do this. We do this. And I hit this. And amazing things will happen. At least they should. Uh, it is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. It's 614. Yes. Uh, excuse me. And if you have... Uh, I gave that wrong. If you didn't do your clocks right, I just blew that. Shelly, I just blew it already. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit and, and stop. Okay. I think she's there. I'm here. Oh, okay. There you are. No. I'm not going to stop already? No. You know, it's really interesting. This morning, can we talk election? How's your your man Petterman doing? He won. Can you believe? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But besides that, here's what's sort of interesting. You listen to all these different, you know, sides of the equation you got the democrats saying oh my god this is going to be the end of democracy the vote today you know which was yesterday the vote on tuesday is going to be end of democracy because all these crazy republicans are going to be elected okay and then the republicans are like hey man we're gonna kick butt we're gonna win every state we're gonna win every election there won't be a democrat left Guess what? Neither happened. <laughs> Democracy kind of like the kind of like a well, come see, come saw kind of thing. Well, so the crazy thing about it is, is that democracy is still here. Uh, the red wave did not happen. Uh, matter of fact, and the other crazy thing is, you would think after I don't know how many years after the 2000 election where we had the hanging Chad in Florida, if you remember that. Goofy thing, and all the other crazy things. You would think they would finally figure this out. Nope, it's still a mess. Uh, Arizona has uh, is all screwed up. They have no idea what's going on. They have voting places that people were turned away because the machines didn't work. Then in Houston, Texas, sort of, I think it was in Houston, bizarre incident where they had to close a polling place because somebody got electrocuted. I mean, like what? Yes, someone got electrocuted at a polling place, so they shut that polling place down. It's like, can we get the elections right? You know, and the interesting. I was talking to someone, and it's like, with as far in it in, in in everything as we are technology wise and whatnot, there is no reason why we are not completely set up for an electronic system. Well, it and it would sit there and tabulate the votes. One that would and, at least work, you know. I mean, you know, yes. I mean, it's to the point where it's like it could be it could be somebody with an abacus, you know what I mean, or somebody with with like like a spreadsheet or something. It's like okay, yes. And, and the crazy the crazy thing about this is it just keeps happening. Now it does. Once again, state of Missouri, state of Missouri, clean and green hasn't had a problem in years. I mean, you know, state of Missouri, no problems. Everybody went to the polls. I don't know of anybody 
that I heard complaining about, oh, the lines were too long. Well, I know some of the places the lines were too long, but I never heard anybody by being disenfranchised, by being turned away. Remember, this was the first election under the new rule where you have to have the, 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 you know, the photo ID. I didn't hear anybody complaining about that. No, it's, I, it's just we're used to it. We have to use a photo ID for everything. Thank you, Shelly Barr. That's my point exactly. Try to go through a day like with me once again. It was yesterday for me. It was a four photo ID day. I had to show my photo ID four times. Okay. And once again, I will never understand this. I have a credit card at a store. Okay. I go to make a payment. I had to show an ID to make a payment. I know. Isn't that silly? Explain that to me. Well, the only thing I can think of is if they make a payment, then they have to have your number. And they have to have your birth date and your zip code. Yeah, but what's interesting was that when they were see the one lady, the one lady explained it to me one time. Which, and once again, I understand where she's coming from. I don't think this explanation holds water. Her thing was well, holds water. Holds water. Her her explanation was, let's say you were on a card with your wife, and let's say you and your wife were getting divorced, and let's say let's say or let's say that that was. That, that was your wife's card, okay? Like, let's say I was married and my wife had a card and I had a card for the same store, okay? I went in and used her card and I tried to pay in her card, but I tried to find out what her balance was. And not only that, I tried to find out what her account number is because in this particular store, if you go in and you say, tell them what your name is, you give them a phone number, they pull you up on the system, okay? And she says, well, then you would know your wife's your, you know, your, your girlfriend or whatever, somebody you're having trouble with, you know, somebody that you have financial relationship with, then you, you know, their account number. I go, well, how's that? Because when you print me out the receipt, it only shows the last four digits. You know what I mean? It's not like the receipt shows the full, you know, credit card number on there. I'm going like, I don't still don't understand that. I said to her, I said, okay, how does that make sense? Well, you might know her account number. If I knew her account number, I wouldn't come in here and ask you, you know, to pull it up. I just don't get it. You know, I, that was that was number four yesterday. And the other three, if I told you, you'd go like, what? Why do you have to show? I'm just like, it's just ridiculous. And once again, people that, and I remember hearing this years ago. This is probably, matter of fact, I can tell you what it was. It was two years ago. I was driving back from Kansas City because I had to drive to Kansas City to get my COVID shots. And there was a lady, one of the state representatives who was on a talk show in in Colombia, and she was talking about this, saying, "Hey, we're gearing up for the 2022 election. Where you gonna, you know, the November 22, 2022 election, where you have to have a photo ID." And the guy, who was a little bit untrusting of her, says, "Well, what if I don't have a photo ID? What if I can't get one?" And her response was, "Well, there's no excuse for you not to have one because the the Secretary of State's office, I believe, is SOS. Secretary of State's office will get it for you for free." If you don't have all the paperwork and stuff like that, they'll do the research for you. You just call down to Jefferson City, Secretary of State. Hey, I need a photo ID. Okay, fine. You don't have any of your paperwork? No, I don't. Okay, what's your birthday? What's your social security number? They'll do other research. Then they will send you all the documents. You know, in other words, all you have to do is put your butt in the seat at the DOR, at you know, at the DMV or whatever you want to call it, the you know, the Department of Revenue Office, and some. You know, some states it's called the Department of Motor Vehicles. With us, it's DOR. Uh, you have to go to the DOR office and give them the paperwork. 
they take your picture and guess how much it costs how much it's free <laughs> you, know, you know it's like and people say i don't have a photo id how come you don't have a photo id see i was tempted to go vote yesterday and walk in and say i don't have a photo id and just see what would happen but i didn't do that you know i don't have a photo id and and you know my problem was my luck I'd be in the back of a Ford Explorer on the way to the county jail. Oh, my God. This guy doesn't have a photo ID. We're putting him in jail. He's not coming out for a week. Okay, so the blue, the red wave didn't happen. Uh, the the stuff is still in limbo in Arizona. Cary Lake so far, who everybody, you know, and once again, these pollsters, I'm telling you, never, ever, ever, ever pay attention to a poll again. Remember how how you know we had it in 2016 where every single poll was showing Hillary Clinton's going to win. Hillary, Hillary, Hillary Clinton's going to win. Every single poll, except for one. One poll had, oh, Donald Trump's going to win. You know, and yet who won? Donald Trump. This poll was like, well, the Republicans are going to pick up eight seats and they're going to have 58 senators and the Democrats are going to have 42. Right now, you know where it stands? Where? Once again, we're deadlocked, according to the latest information. We're deadlocked at 48 apiece. There's four states that they still don't know. Now, the crazy thing on this is the Georgia race, because you know each state has its own individual rules, the, the race between Herschel Walker and uh, Warnock, which is, I can't remember his first name, Reverend Warnock, just call him Reverend Warnock. Herschel Walker, I believe, is winning that race, but it doesn't count. You know why? No. In the state of Georgia, you have to get 50% plus one vote, and neither of them have 50% because there is a third-party candidate who took some of the votes away. So I think, here, I looked at it a minute ago. I think, like, Herschel Walker has, like, 49.8%, and 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 Raphael, I think that's his name, Raphael, Reverend Warnock has, like, 48.9%. And because of that, neither of them can win. They have to do another runoff election in December. Where did that come from? That's that their, genius idea. That's their state law. And you know oh, what? Okay. You know, they tried to get they tried to put it on the ballot this time around, or back in August, this ranked choice voting thing. You know, every time I hear somebody explain it, I go like, I don't get it. You know, I mean, every time I hear it, it sounds different. You know, and matter of fact, somebody explained it to the point where they say, and what happens is, like let's say if there are four if there are four people on the ballot and with rank choice you have to rank them in other words instead of voting for one like putting a little you know putting your little dot in the place next to their name on the ballot you have to rank them and there's four dots after each one if there's four people on the ballot you say okay i like this guy the most he's number one i like this gal she's okay she's number two this guy's a nutbag He's number three. This guy's a nutbag. This He's guy's three. This guy's Hitler incarnated. In, 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 incarnated. He's number four. And then, but and then some kind of crazy deal that if you only vote for one, it doesn't give you the same amount of vote. I'm going like, okay, why is this so complicated? You know, that's to the point where like, think of. Hold on a minute. If you went to the store, let's say you go to Schnucks, and you go down the aisle. And there's four different kinds of cake mix. You're going to make a cake. There's four different kinds of cake mix. And the guy from Schnooks pops on around the corner and says, okay, now you can't just take, what's your favorite cake mix? Oh, I like that Duncan Hines. Okay. Okay. But you can't just take the Duncan Hines. You have to put all four of them in your cart. 
And when you go up to up to the checkout, you have to line them up in the order that you like them. And the three that you don't like, you put it in this basket and we'll restock them. Okay, why would I do that? Why don't I just put the one I like them in my box, in my in my in my cart and go check it out? Oh no, 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 no. This is ranked choice shopping. You have to take the four top cake mixes up to the checkout stand. That's when you decide which one is your favorite. Okay. Why would I do that? Well, it's the way we do things now. It's rank choice, rank choice, product selection. It's like, okay, explain to me why that we're doing it. I don't know. It's just the way we're doing it. You ever, you ever wondered why? You know, it's interesting. I've been sort of through my life. You have people that tell you, you know, well, this is the way we do things. And you know what? You, 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 the next question you ask, you, which throws them off balance, you know what the question is? No, what is it? It's a three-letter question. Why? <laughs> they'll, go, they'll go, well, well, uh, you know, you know <laughs> it's amazing. If you ask, if you just ask the question why to someone when you're getting like the bureaucratic runaround, it's always fascinating to hear the answer. Well, it well, is well, actually. Th- this is, this is, this is the way we do it. This is the way we've done it for years. Okay. This is how we do it. I told you the story, which I won't go into much detail, that a family member of mine was cited for a a um, ordinance violation, and it had an ordinance number in there. So I went to the particular, I'm trying to help out this person, I went to the particular county where this ordinance violation had taken place, and I walked in, and it just said, you know, the, the, the thing just said, a letter just said, you're in violation of ordinance 96.352XYZ, whatever it was. And I walked in, and I said, I said, hey, uh, I'm helping out my friend, this is one of my family members, I got this letter. They got this letter. Said they're in violation of this ordinance. It doesn't really say what the ordinance is. Can I see this ordinance? And you know what? They didn't have a copy of it. <laughs> and I said, "Okay, how do you know what the ordinance says?" Well, we just know what what it, what it means. So, in other words, you don't have a copy of the ordinance here. No, sorry, we don't. So, did they have it online? No, it wasn't anywhere. That was the bizarre part of it. And I go like, well. How do I know what the, you know, that's like saying the cop pulls you over and says, you know, Shelly Barr, you are just guilty of, of violating section three, you know, sec, subsection 522A of the motor vehicle code. And you go, what is that? I don't know. You're just guilty of it. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to know what you just did? <laughs> right? Yeah. But sometimes I have found in my my journey over the past years is even though you want to know the answer to something there are times that you really will not get it you know this is the kind of thing that you you know jay leno used to do the thing on a show jaywalking where he'd go and ask yes, people yes. who's who's the vice president of the united states nobody knew you know you know huh. can you can you give me the pledge of allegiance no i don't remember what it is you know it's like okay who are these people okay here's the interesting thing you know, I'd be tempted to do this. Go on a street corner somewhere and just have people, hey, how you doing? Hey, do you know right now you're in violation of Missouri Ordinance 35.652? I am? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Well, what is it? Well, I don't know. You have to go look it up, but you're in violation of it. So you don't know what, what that is? No, I don't. But you're just going to have to find out for yourself. As a matter of fact, if you, if I were careful, I'd call an attorney, and I'd get an attorney right now, and, 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 and you need to be protected by an attorney because you're in violation of this ordinance, you know, 35.6502 XYZ. Oh, my God. I'm going to go home and call my attorney. <laughs> you know, once again, wouldn't you want to find out what it is first? 
I don't know. I would. I don't get it. I don't get it. There's a lot of things I don't get lately. You can go on the internet. I mean, even to the point where, you know, you were somewhat surprised yesterday morning when I say, hey, the Powerball numbers from last night haven't been chosen yet. Remember, you went, what? I know, because (laughs) I thought that was not a thing. I mean, they had to be chosen on the night specified. Yeah, they, well, not, not, not Monday night. They, they chose them. They came out yesterday morning. Uh, I think after we got off the air and somebody in California won $2.04 billion. And after that was and at the one-time payment, uh, give them $365. After all the taxes taken out, they get $10.52. That's not true. It's true. They get more than $10.52. Well, you're right. It. They get $10.52 plus a new a new powerball ticket for free so actually they get oh, like, okay they get that's like, a deal they get like 12 dollars. okay we have to take a break at 6 30 break it is bs.show i'm shelly she's brad you know i find it fascinating i gotta look at this for a minute um that video okay uh-huh okay you ever seen that video before i have it's been a long time but yeah 2.8 billion views on youtube wow 2.8 billion views i'm going like wow now what's interesting about it is it's just a lyric video but it's 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 interestingly enough done sort of fascinating the way they did it a lot of beautiful west coast uh picturesque countryside coastal views things like that out over the ocean stuff like that um and some really cool drone footage you know once again brad the nerd i noticed that kind of stuff Um, yes you do and the uh, singers are one of the dudes from the Chainsmokers. There's two deeds, uh, dudes in the Chainsmokers. And then the other one is Halsey. And this is like sort of brought her to fame because of the fact that up until that, Halsey had, you know, had some fame. But, you know, and at the time I thought to myself, God, she's got an interesting voice. You know what I mean? And her, it's interesting if you go and listen to some artists when they first come out and then you like listen to them like if they've been around for like 10 or 20 years, you hear the progression of what they sound like and what their music is you know you go back and listen to the early Beatles stuff when they were still before they were famous and they would do a covers of you know various songs and things like that and then you hear some of their early work and then you hear some of the newer work it's like some of the country artists like if you go back and listen to the very first Tim McGraw sing- single uh which I think was uh, I'm an Indian outlaw you know what I'm talking you know, I'm I'm my father's of Choctaw you know what I'm talking about yes I do okay he's really got a twang in that song I mean, he like, does. I mean, a real twang. And yes, now, he does. Now he doesn't have a twang anymore. It's gone. I think, you know what? Marin Morris took him aside one day and says, hey, Tim, I can show you how to get rid of that twang. Matter of fact, I've got the switch where if I want to do country song, I flip the switch up and the twang and age comes on and I sound like that. And if I want to do a pop song, I flip the switch down and I sound like this. I sound like I could be on NPR. Yes, I'm on NPR. I sound like I'm a very well-educated, stilted person who lives in West County who drives a BMW. I flip the switch up. I'm a guy from Arnold. Yeah, I drive my pick-em-up truck. And yeah, I got my gun rack. Yeah, simple as that. If I make a mistake, I take my comeuppance. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat tonight at Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, Texas Roadhouse <laughs> my favorite place. I feel right at home. Matter of fact, I wish every day was my birthday so they could bring that saddle over and I could sit on that saddle and they could sing happy birthday to me. I love me that leather between my legs. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, we're talking about the chain smokers. And the thing that cracks me up about it is, 
the chain smokers until the one guy started to sing all they did was just like they're like the swedish house mafia like you go to a swedish house mafia concert it's three dudes up on stage playing with computers okay (laughs) they play no instruments they they apparently have no talent as far as being a musician or anything like that they just play with computers Okay, I get it. No, I know they're scratching. They got a DJ. They got their DJ. Not their DJ. They had their their pioneer, whatever the the thing is. They have the what's the software that all the DJs use? All sack or something like that. I get it. You know, there's talent to that, but it's not like don't go there with me. You can I can I tell you something else that's really weird? Sure. I had this crazy revelation about a week ago that threw me off. Okay, you know you know Brick, Brooks and Dunn. Yes. I had them reversed. I don't understand. I thought Brooks was the the dude with the blonde hair, and Dunn was the guy with the dark hair and the mustache. I had them backwards. Okay. Kix Brooks is the dude with the black hair, and Ronnie Dunn, who is like the lead singer... Kix Brooks comes in and does, you know, like when they're doing, like they do, you know, he does harmony. But, Collabs. But Ronnie Dunn is the good-looking dude. I'm not saying they're both not good-looking. But what's interesting is, if you've ever seen him interviewed, the positions are opposite. Because Ronnie Dunn, who's the blonde dude who sings the lead vocals, he's very quiet. He doesn't say much. And Kix Brooks... Who's, who I thought was the blonde dude, which is not the blonde dude. It's the black-haired dude. He's like the spokesperson for the duo. He talks all the time. And, and Ronnie Dunn just starts sits there. But yet when they're on stage, it's the opposite. Isn't that weird? It's like us. <laughs> yeah, it's like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. No, but but see. Totally like us. Now, you know who brought that to my attention? Who? One of the people at Stovall's called me last week. And they say, oh, hey. Shut up. <laughs> Don't even talk to me about Stovalls. I've known you for 10 years, and you have yet to take me there. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I, I can't go there anymore. I got thrown out. I've got a lifetime ban at Stovalls. Why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, out in Wildwood, our AKA Yuppieville, uh, there, are two, there are two places that don't quite fit anymore. One of them is Stovalls, which is right on 100. Stovalls is this like, if you were driving across Oklahoma and you drove into a little tiny town and you saw you you getting gas and down the street there were a bunch of cars outside of some place and you heard when the doors opened you heard this country music you know wafting out the door of the place and you said to the guy at the gas station hey what's that place well that's Stovall's that's where all the locals go that lo- yeah that's the that's the hot spot in town that's Stovall's okay and the other place is I said the other day I, what is it Larry's yeah Larry's out and used to be called Pond. You know, and Larry's is still there. Now, what's interesting about it is if, let's say, Wildwood had been incorporated 20 years ago, which I think they were, and all along comes Larry's and Stovall's, and they try to get 
licenses. They try to get business licenses, open up a place in Wildwood. Oh my God, we're sorry, we can't have a we can't have a honky tonk in Wildwood. A honky tonk. <laughs> we, <laughs> we we can't have a dive bar. You want to play have a place called Larry's in Wildwood? Oh my God, we can't have that. We can't. I don't think that can be called honky. <laughs> remember, tonks. remember, we just recently had the story about the guy who was the guy who went and had a, a throwdown with the new event center out there. You know what I'm talking about? You remember the story? No. We talked about this. They built this really nice place on Highway 100 just west of the St. Louis Franklin County line. If you're, and matter of fact, if you're going past Stovalls, you're going west of 100, you're down in a little valley there, and Stovalls is on the left. Then you go up this long, slow hill, and about two-thirds the way up the hill, you see the sign that says, Entering Franklin County. Okay? And on the left, uh. there's this fancy-schmancy it looks like some, you know, like building's been around for 100 years. It's an event center where, you know, like have your wedding and stuff like that. And once again, that's in Franklin County. And some dude who I think was like some, like something, maybe he was like something with the city or something like that. He got upset and showed up at a wedding reception and tried to shut the wedding reception down because he's sitting on his back porch and he can hear that music at his back porch. Now, what's interesting is he's in St. Louis County in Wildwood and the place is in Franklin County. And supposedly he shows up and causes a stir. And 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 what's interesting was, the interesting part of it was, he touched a woman on her bare back. Some woman who was there like dressed in like a wedding gown or something like that, like a strapless thing where, you know, your shoulders oh, stick out. Oh, you mean out. the whole bride thing? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> he, walked up, he walked up to some woman. And... She clear, he was trying to shut down a bride's wedding. Exactly. <laughs> and touched her on the back. And you don't think that that's, that's uh, warrants, I don't know, a throat punch, punch in the face. Uh, um, well, all I a can. total best man. All I can all I can say is if this happened in Jefferson County, the guy would be leaving horizontally. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Because they go, dude, you came into our wedding reception and you touched her on the back. We we don't put you know we don't put up with that. Punk punk punk. You know we (laughs) see. And once again, it's to the point where it's like, look, I'm not trying to make fun of people, but you get some people that are like, this is my little world. Don't come in it, and if you violate my space, there'll be hell to pay. You know what I mean? You know Dude, what, what is that? It, it's um, it's an older movie, and it's got um, they snap. They've got two gangs, and one of them is really cool. East East Story. East Are you Swipe, talking about East... West Side Story? Yes. Okay. Which they just recently redid as a movie, and I think it stunk. I think I don't think anybody went that, to see that it. It usually does. It's yeah. it's hard to. Well, first of all, it's hard to compete with the memory, regardless. And that was that show was beloved. Yeah, but sometimes sometimes the movies are better than the plays. You know, I mean, there's a lot of movies like that 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 you know were adapted from plays. And quite honestly, here's Brad. Okay, if you give me the choice between if you're going to say, hey, we'll pay you. A hundred dollars to go to this play, or you pay us ten dollars to watch the movie. I go, here's my ten dollars. I mean, I hate theater. I mean, to me, it's like, okay, I don't want these people dancing around on stage. I want to go see the movie. 
I want glitter. <laughs> no, I, I, to me, it's it's like, every time, oh, the they theater. They just need to be oh, stationary oh, and have glitter. That's oh, all I care about. What's the place in, 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 in Kirkwood? The, you know, the, oh my God, it's, it's at the, it's at the, the repertory theater. I go, okay, place, you know, once again, if you put me in handcuffs, <laughs> And put me in leg irons and drug me to the, you know, to the to the repertory theater. I would gnaw my arm off. I would gnaw my hand off to get out of the, the you know, get out of the, the the handcuffs, and then gnaw my foot off to get out of the leg irons to get out of the place. I would just, you so know. So what is that like? Fifty Shades of Brad. <laughs> yeah. By the way, the controversy continues. The smartest woman is disagreeing with me. I call myself Cinnamon Crunch. We talked about this last week. I went to the paint store. I got the paint chips. Don't call me a white guy anymore because I'm not a white guy. I'm a. You've pi- never been a white guy because you tan really easily. I'm a. But I'm a. I'm a Cinnamon Crunch. You're I'm, not Cinnamon Crunch. I'm OS four six, otherwise known as S two ten six D. That's me. I'm Cinnamon Crunch. Okay. You don't believe I'm Cinnamon Crunch. You still don't. No, believe. I think you're lighter than Cinnamon Crunch, but I don't think you're white. You know what? You're racist. <laughs> No, I actually am not racist. It's 648. Did you request that song, Shelley? No. Did it play twice? No, I'm happy to oblige you. (laughs) Oh, Brad, 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 Brad. Shelley, in the break. That song. We're talking off air, and she goes, what does oblige mean? Okay, you ready for this? There's a couple different definitions. Uh, obviously, there's the legal definition. Make someone legally or morally bound to an action or course of action. Doctors are obliged by law to keep patients alive while there still is a chance of recovery. Oh, okay, you could be uh, the other one. Do as someone asks or desires in order to help or please them. And you say, and then your question was, what does I'm happy to, ob- uh, to oblige, right? So in other words, if someone says to you, hey, Shelley, can we bring our our heavy equipment and our concrete breakers and can we break concrete in front of your house at six o'clock in the morning and you let me just ride my harley in just to kind of take care of that somebody just rode their harley in yes (sighs) those harley people they should all be banned okay no they shouldn't it's a beautiful thing and if you have to explain it you would never understand i do understand. but these people out here are just well you know wow one, one of these days when my life is near its end I'm gonna find. I'm gonna get a list of all the guys who used to drove, drive by our studio in Washington with the Harleys when I was trying to record something in the studio. And on Saturday and Sunday, rah 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 rah, I'm going at the stop sign right there. I'm gonna find out where they live, and I'm gonna cut the mufflers off my truck. And at three o'clock in the morning, I'm gonna pull on their lawn underneath their bedroom window and just rah 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 rah. They come, hey, what are you doing? I go, hey man, don't you like that sound? It sounds just like your Harley. Yeah, but it's three o'clock in the morning. Hey, tough luck, buddy. Rawr, 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 rawr. I'm sorry. That sounds like a good way to spend the re- <laughs> the last bit of your life. Well, see, when I'm near death, I don't have to worry about you know. Once again, why don't why don't all people do that? When you if like say you let's see you're you're dying, you get arrested because then they take care of you. Okay, we forgot to play, right? <laughs> they throw you in jail. They got to give I you help. I don't cover. even understand. Yeah, but they'll let you right out. Okay, you know what? I we have to do this. I forgot to play one of the political ads, and I'm in trouble for this. We had a oh, I <laughs> we had we had a client that bought some political ads on our station, and we forgot to play it. So right now, I'm going to play him. So here we go. This is the ad. You ready? Hi, I'm Gil Fulbright. The people who run my campaign, they've made this commercial, and I'm in it. This campaign, it's not about me. 
It's about crafting a version of me that'll appeal to you. A version that visits random work sites with paid actors pointing at things. A version of me that doesn't find old people loathsome or pointless. Has a conventionally attractive yet curiously still family. Listening to my constituents, legislating, these are things I don't do. What I do is spend about 70% of my time raising funds for re-election. I'd do anything to stay in office. My name's Gil Fulbright, but hell, I'll change my name to Phil Goldbright or Bill Fulbright or fill up my mouth with farts. These are the things that are important to me. And these are the fine people that finance my campaign. Now, in order to do these things, I have to stay in office. And to stay in office, I have to keep these guys happy. Now, if any of these things make these guys unhappy, well, my hands are tied. So come November, the choice is clear. Do you want another spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? Or a spineless mouthpiece for special interest in lobbyists? I'm Philip O'Mouth with Farts, and I approve this message. <laughs> It's actually a TV commercial. The one point it doesn't make any sense because he's got on one side he's got things like healthcare. You want these things? He's talking about, and then, and then he says, "Well, I need these things." And the other side is money, money, money. And he, you it's know. on your it's on your uh, Facebook page. Yeah, I, that, that's a different version. There, this is an ad campaign. I don't know who put this together. It started like seven or eight years ago, and it's the same guy through the years. There's probably I think there's like a dozen of these ads, and they are so funny because they are so well done. It looks just like one of the candidates doing it, but it's all tongue in cheek, haha, funny, funny. You know, you guys are all a bunch of losers. You know, because we know how you do things. Okay, we have to take a break. You ready for that? Are, are you ready? ready for this? Are you ready yes, for this? I am. We have to take a break. It's six fifty nine. Hell. My help if I turn my microphone on is BS dot show. I'm Chella. She's Brad. It's the Wednesday after the election that everybody got wrong. Everybody thought that Montavani was going to win in St. Louis County. Nope, he lost. Everybody thought that that Doctor Oz was going to win. Well, a lot of people thought he was going to get beat. You know, imagine that a guy who is a thoracic surgeon, very intelligent man, who's created I don't know how many jobs with his TV show that was started by Oprah. Then Oprah turns around and stabs him in the back and says... Did she do that? I was wondering what... She came out for Fetterman. Oh, about the political thing. Because I was wondering... I mean, I know Oprah's off the air now, but I was wondering why their, you know, synergistic relationship ended. Well, because Oz is Republican and she's a Democrat. Simple as that. See, you know what's is got... Is that really? Oh, yes, yes. What's gotten so sad to me is I know people who have told me the story that they have told friends of theirs, sometimes relatives of theirs, that they voted for Donald Trump and that's the end of the friendship. They don't. Yes, pe- I've, I've heard that. People don't talk to him anymore. You voted for Donald Trump. Okay, once again, this is America and you know what? I don't agree with what you say, but you know what? I'll support your right to say it. You know, just like the Kyrie Irving thing, okay? This has gotten even weirder. We talked about this yesterday. Kyrie. We did? Yes. Remember. <laughs> you don't remember anything, do you? <laughs> okay. Oh, it's a perk. The Kyrie Irving thing is, <laughs> if you know what we're talking about, I guess this is a couple weeks ago, maybe last week. I don't know where it was. He came out and on a tweet or something like that said that he supported um that he liked some movie that's they're claiming is anti-semitic okay 
Um, and he went into a press conference, and some reporter pressed him on it. And it's the movie was um, where is it? The movie is I don't even know. I don't have to show the movie anymore. Where's the movie? I never heard of it before. It's some goofy movie, and it's supposedly an anti-Semitic r- movie. Okay. And he's Boston forwards, uh, Boston Celtics forward, vice president, uh, NBA, PA, Jalen Brown says he and others in the players union have issues with the requirements for Brooklyn Nets having given Kyrie Irving first reading statements. In other words, they gave him a five-day unpaid leave of absence. But then the team said they gave him six things he had to do. As of yesterday, it was six things. Issue a verbal apology and condemn the anti-Semitic film. Second thing, share the apology on social media. Number three, complete sensitivity trainings. Number four, meet with Jewish leaders in the Brooklyn community. Number five, meet with Sai, I think it was the owner of the team, T-S-A-I. Number six, make a $500,000 donation to the anti-hate causes. They put a seventh one on. He's now supposed to eat a bagel every morning. And they're talking about tomorrow they may issue an eighth one as well, too. So to make he, sure he has gefilte fish. <laughs> yes, I'm going like, okay. Is that is, it? Is, okay, is that it really? Okay, let me ask you a question. Okay. You've heard about like in countries like China and in North Korea and in Russia that if you disagree with the government, they send you to re-indoctrination camp. You know what I mean? Where they tell you all day long, no, here's what you should really think. Don't think that the president of Russia is a bad guy because he attacked Ukraine. Think of the president of Russia as a good person. He's out to to rid our our world of terrible people. And unfortunately, all those terrible people live in one country, Ukraine. So we're not attacking our neighbor to try to gain all their their wonderful things they have, like all the nice farm fields they have, which supplies all this grain and all the nice technology they have in Ukraine. No, we're not doing that. We're doing, we're attacking Ukraine because those people in Ukraine are bad. Now, class, can I hear you say those people in Ukraine are bad? Yes, those people in Ukraine are bad. With a little bit more emphasis, those people in Ukraine are bad. See, to me, that's, that's, that's what they call it. What they call it in this stupid article. Sensitivity trainings. Do you know anybody works in the corporate world who has said, oh my God, yesterday we went to these fascinating classes on sensitivity. Do you know, man, I wish we they had one of those. mandatory in the federal government <laughs> for the upper echelon. I know that, but, but when people come out of that, if you were like a reporter and you're standing outside, let's say they're just doing the sensitivity trainings for some branch of government, okay, and you're uh-huh. a reporter. Hi, this is Shelly Barr, and I'm on the scene right now, and these people are coming out of the sensitivity training class. Hey, sir, what did you think? Oh, it was great. Man, I wish we had one of these every day. Ma'am, how was your sensitivity training? Oh, my God, I learned so much. I didn't realize that when I called some somebody a dude that I was actually referring to them as a frog. Okay, sir, what did you think? Oh, my God, it was great. I had no idea that when I combed my hair down the middle, I was making fun of Indians. Right? It's just... it. What? Do you... <laughs> Do you know? Was that you making that up? Yes. <laughs> that was the biggest crock of BS I've Well, ever but once again, do you know of anybody who says, oh my God, I can't wait for our next, our next corporate sensitivity training session? Do you know anybody who's ever said that? No. <laughs> once again, because it's 
it's brainwashing. We're it's all not brainwashing. It is. It's, it's more of it's a brainwashing introduction and oh, no, it's a not. familiarization of something that you may or may not know about. It's brainwashing. Okay, you know now once again, I don't know. it's brainwashing. I, because... I have gone to a sensitivity training class with every department of the government that I worked for, and it was brainwashing. It was not brainwashing. So, in Brad. other words, no, no wonder the government screwed up. You have to go to sensitive. Shelly, here's the thing. And um, anger diffusion. Okay, here's the thing. I get made fun of all the time because. No, of, you don't. No, no, no Who I do. Makes funny. I get made fun of all the time because I eat at fast food places. I eat little Debbie's. Matter of fact, right now in front of me, I have a little Debbie party cake or, or, or fall party cake that I'm eating, and I have my bottle of Mountain Dew right here. Okay. Is that from Tiffany? Yeah, they're from Tiffany still. Yes, thank you, Tiffany. She got Aww. me. She got me. So, I so once again, Mountain Dew, Pepsi. I love Mountain Dew. Okay, I shouldn't be drinking it, but I am. I shouldn't be eating my fall party cakes, but I am. Okay, if someone's that's lis- a food group to you, Brad. <laughs> it is. If if someone's listening to me on the air today, and I run into them, let's say yesterday we had a, the had the Cottleville Walden Spring Chamber of Commerce. Okay, let's yes. say I would let's let's rewind the show and this happened on Tuesday and then Tuesday afternoon someone came up to me and said hey Brad I heard you on the air this morning you know I think it's terrible that you're eating Little Debbie's and drinking Mountain Dew that's terrible okay do I have a right to get them fired from their job no why not they made fun of me they didn't make fun of you they, they did. were they having made... a conversation no they you. made fun of me they, they were bonding on a <laughs> no, they some weren't. kind of level they were, they were telling me that my Food habits are wrong, and let's well, let's. They are the food habits of like a four-year-old. <laughs> let's let's say they and I and let's let's take let's take that conversation like one step further. More like a teen with Let, angst. Let's take the conversation one step further. The person says to me, "Hey, Brad, I heard you on the air this morning eating those little debbies and drinking that Mountain Dew. Those are terrible for you." And I go. Well, why would you say that? Because I think they should be banned. I don't think anybody should be able to drink Mountain Dew or eat little debbies. Why would you say that? Because I I think it's unhealthy. This morning I woke up this morning and I had kale and I had I had uh, you know I had herbal yeah, tea. Yum. I, I had herbal yeah, tea why don't this you morning. Pull out some of that kale, Brad. <laughs> I had herbal tea this morning <laughs> and you had little Debbie's. Uh, you are killing your health. Okay, I'm 87 years old. My blood pressure is pretty decent. My pulse rate. Matter of fact, you, you want me to take you my here? I got my little thing right now. Here, I'll stick it on my finger. Oh. <laughs> Pull my finger, pull my finger. Uh. <laughs> I'll give you my I'll give you my statistics right now. It's it's warming up. Okay, here we go. My pulse rate now is um oh, it hasn't come up yet. My pulse rate is 72. Not bad for an old dude. And my SPO2, my percent SPO2 is 97, okay? Not bad numbers, right? Okay. Have they been consistent like that for the past couple weeks? Oh my God, it's it's to the point where where no matter where I'm at. A matter of fact, what's interesting is if I can take my pulse rate before I eat a little Debbie, and sometimes it's like 85. I eat a little Debbie, it goes down below 60. And like and (laughs) when my if I eat that little Debbie, and before I eat the little Debbie, I look at my SPO2, whatever that stands for. Your daughter could tell us that. And my SPO2 is like at 86, which is not good. I eat that little Debbie. I'm at 100. percent I mean, just like that. So let's go back to the to the theoretical thing. Okay, so someone comes up to me at the chamber meeting, makes fun of me for eating little Debbies and 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 Mountain Dew, and I say, Oh, you know what? I'm going to sue you. 
because of the fact that you can't say those kind of things to me, right? And people go like, okay, you're a nutcase. But yet they can take Kyrie Irving. Is it like Snickers? (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes I just tickle myself. I just, sometimes I, I just... I'm so stupid sometimes. Uh, what? 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 You, I'm not repeating that. Sometimes you do what? Nope. I'll hold it. Now, you said you tickle yourself. You didn't say you touch yourself. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. <laughs> Okay, so no, going back to the thing, it's okay. So why is it okay for me to get harassed by someone who doesn't like what I eat? But yet, if I said to them, and let's let's say let's go back to the scenario again, okay? They come up to the chamber meeting. Hey, Brad, I heard you on the air. You shouldn't be eating that little Debbie's and drinking that that Mountain Dew. And I say to them, Hey, what's your heritage? What country are you from? Well, I'm from Yugoslavia. Yugoslavians are all jerks. They should all be wiped off the face of the earth. Okay, would that be proper for me to say that? I don't even know where you're going with this. The idea being is I they said something to me. I said something back to them, which was negative and, and not a good thing to say. But what I said was improper, but what they said was okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Why are you talking to people like that? <laughs> I'm not. You need to stop I'm, talking to people like that, Brad. I'm trying to make a point that, oh, that once again, you know, <laughs> once, see, years I'm ago, so sorry. years ago, I had a lunch with a guy. One time in band camp? <laughs> One time in band camp, okay. I was working with the Learfield folks, and the guy who I was lurking with, working with was named Steve Mays. Brilliant guy. Lurking with? Lurking with. We That's were lurking, about right. We were working with. Okay. Steve Mays said, hey, there's a guy you should meet. This guy is one of the best radio people I've ever met. So he arranges this lunch, and we go out to with this lunch, and this guy is like a hired gun. And what his job is, he goes around the country, and he fixes radio stations. Okay? You know what I mean? You know what I mean by, I say he fixes radio stations? What do you mean by that? He goes into a market where stations are not doing well, and he's the general manager. They're not doing well. The ratings suck. The revenue sucks. The whole bit. Okay? Okay. And and he's the guy who comes in, and he's really good at what he does. He comes in and says, okay, you know, we're going to change this. You know, we need to change this and this radio station. You know, we need to stop playing this music. We need to play this music. We need to get big, different DJs on the air. These guys are horrible. They're boring. You know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> they would kick us off your yes, own they would. station. Yeah. They would kick us off. Okay. So you salespeople, <laughs> you people who need to go out and sell X amount a day, you need to go and sell this, blah, blah, blah. So in other words, he typically would be hired by these companies, and he actually worked for a couple companies and owned stations all over the country, and they just moved around the country. And every place he went... He'd go in and he'd make some changes, and then the the stations would do better. They'd do better in the ratings. They'd do better with money, okay? But he told me an interesting story that has stuck with me. He said that in any city, there's a radio station that's popular, that if you look at it from a radio standpoint, the station sucks. You know, in other words, if 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 you brought in 20 radio experts... 19 of them would say, that's the worst radio station I've ever heard. But, and he likened it to, and I'm not making any accusations here, he likened it to 
small towns and restaurants. And he said, if you go to a small town, if you drive into a small town, you say, hey, I'm from out of town. Where can I get a bite to eat? And they say, you need to go to Crawford's. And you go down the street and and somebody says, says you know, hey, you say, hey, some guy told me uh, a good place to eat. What, where would you recommend? Oh, go to Crawford's. I got the best food in town. And you go to another person. Hey, I'm trying to, you know, I'm from out of town. Hey, I, I'd like to have a nice lunch. Where, where, where should I go? Oh, go to Crawford's. So you go to Crawford's, and the food's like dog food. It's horrible, okay? He calls that syndrome friends of bad, in this case, radio. In other words, people in town are so used to eating dog food at Crawford's that to them, it tastes good. Get what I'm saying? Because they live in their little town. They have their little restaurant they go to. The food sucks. It's terrible, but yet everybody goes there. Because that's what you do, and you eat the food, and to you it tastes good because for so many years, everybody's told you, oh my God, the food is good at Crawford's. So he said one of the biggest mistakes, he would come into a town, and he would listen to a, one of the radio stations he's trying to you know, fix, and it was terrible. And he would bring in one of his programming consultants, and the guy would say, okay, fire him, fire him, don't play that music, play this, blah, 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 and the ratings would go down because people had developed a taste for bad radio, and he called it FOBER, Friends of Bad Radio. In other words, the idea Is being... Is that like FOMO? <laughs> no, it's sort of like FOBER. The idea being <laughs> that if people get used to something that they think is good, and you try to give them what is really good, they they won't do it. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? It does. Okay, and the idea being is that I think to a certain extent... You see that in the election yesterday? Like, for example, in St. Louis County, here you got this crazy guy who's the surgeon, you know, Dr. Page, who's done all this crazy weird stuff. He locked us down. He threw people in jail that wouldn't close their restaurants. Uh, And you get this other guy, this Mark Montavani guy, who's actually a Democrat who they put on the Republican ballot for whatever crazy reason. And he loses. And everybody wants the tyrant. Everybody wants... Sam Page, the guy who will dodge the press and won't talk to anybody and does all sorts of crazy stuff. Because guess what? They're thinking, hey, friends of bad politicians. You know, he's a bad politician. Yeah, but you know what? He's our bad politician. We got to reelect him. You know? Do you what I'm saying? No? I do get what you're saying. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) How do you know? (laughs) You don't. Okay. (laughs) How do you know that? We got to do one more. We got to do one more, one more, one more. Gil Albright, Fulbright. You ready? Here we go. We do. The ad we didn't play yesterday, which you're supposed to play. Okay, here we go. You ready? Oh, that's the one. Hi, I'm Gil Fulbright. And the people who bankroll my political career tell me I'm running for president. So here I am. Real hardworking Americans are important to me, is a tagline I will be using throughout this entire campaign. I may not be qualified to be president, but a dramatic camera angle can make me look like a president. A president with the conviction to nod, the courage to point, and the experience to cram buzzwords into everything I jobs. Ideas, policies, morals. These are things I don't need. What I need is $2 billion. Here's the part where I gloss over important issues. Issues like education and making it uh, good, the economy, and improving it by repeating the word jobs. And blah, 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 something to get votes from women and minorities. 
I have a five-step plan for making America better. Appeal to special interest billionaires and lobbyists behind closed doors. Raise $2 billion. Promise you earnestly that it'll be different this time. Get elected. Break all my promises to you and work tirelessly for the big donors who bought my presidency. Anytime I can pull a favor for special interest, it always gives me a huge donor. And at this point in my political career, anytime I can get a donor last longer than four years, well... Every four years, Americans are faced with a critical choice. Clinton or Bush or someone else. Well, I'm Gil Fulbright. And with a big enough donor, I could be that someone else. I'm Honest Gil Fulbright, and I approve of whatever my marketing team has put into this message. Oh, the Chesapeake Bay. Huh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a great landfill. Why, you're still here? You must want a political favor. Well, no can do without a donation. <laughs> Click here to. <laughs> does it sound just like one of the political ads? It does. <laughs> but he's being. <laughs> Who's did somebody send that to you? <laughs> I I this has gone on. There's an interesting story behind this. Is this is a, I don't know if the organization still in business or not, but it's a group that was raising money to. It's like a grassroots organization. It's called I think it's Represent.us. I think they're still around. I'll look it up. And they're trying to expose how the political system is nothing but money. Like, for example, well, duh. The guys. What's Doesn't the guy's everybody name? know that? The guy's name is 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 um, John. Is it John Hancock? I don't know. He's he's a guy. He's on KMOX from time to time. He's a political political consultant. Okay. When I went to one time, I spoke at the St. Charles County Council meeting. Okay. He was there to tell them how great Better Together was and that their goal was to combine, remember the whole thing, to combine St. Louis City yep. and St. Louis County. And he says, and St. Charles County would be ideal in the mix. And the people- And so would Sajay. <laughs> that was your yeah. little well, I, um, tidbit that you again, threw in there, isn't Once it? again, when they tore down the, <laughs> see, I'm the guy with the big, with the big, the big, uh, big stir and I'm stirring the pot. Okay. When they tore down, see, once again, and this doesn't make any sense to me. They took down the, the, uh, uh, what was it? The, uh, civil war memorial, you know, the, in, in forest in forest park. They took it down because the black people were offended by that. And I'm going like, okay, let's take down the statue of St. Louis in front of the art museum. Because guess what he did? He went and killed Muslims. Because if you know the history of St. Louis, he fought in the in the wars where they went and the Christians fought the Muslims, okay? And he's got a big old monster sword that he probably killed a bunch of people with, okay? So why is he there? And I say we should take down that statue and rename the city of St. Louis West Sauget. West Sauget, Missouri. Did you really present this to the committee? Not in St. Charles County, but no, I didn't do this. But that, so anyway, you did. No, I this did. Was, these I, were the words no, that no, were no, coming no, out no, of no, your I mouth. No, I did not. I talked about how I thought it was ridiculous. This better together, blah 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 blah. And then he gets up and well, except for what Mr. Hildebrand said, better together is going to be great because 
we're going to have this world-renowned politician who's going to run St. Louis City and St. Louis County, and then we'll throw St. Charles County in the mix. And that world-renowned politician is one of the nicest men in the country. He's the smartest politician. And with us, with him in charge, we'll all prosper. His name is Steve Stinger. He's as clean (laughs) as the driven snow. There's no way he would ever do anything underhanded. He's the world's best guy. And under his supervision, the entire St. Louis area, including St. Charles County, would be much better. That's what he said. Wow. <laughs> and, and and ask Mike Elam about it sometime. Mike Elam will tell you this story. You know what? Let's call Mike next break. Okay. <laughs> let's see Seriously, he, call him. Let's see, let's see if he remembers it, okay? Okay. Okay. Text him first. <laughs> no, we can't do that. We got we to gotta ambush call. 729. Shelly is amazing. She can recite every word that Doja Cat says in that song. I mean, she can say it just like Doja Cat, right? You're no. not on the air. Yeah, I am on the air. Are you? Yeah, I'm on the air right now. Aren't you on the air? Well, Does... I am now that I heard myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Uh... E-L-A-M. What are you doing, Brad? I'm going to call Mike Elam. Oh. Hold on a minute. He's going to love you for that. Hold on. We're sorry, but... Well, something wrong with my phone. I'll have to call him later, okay? Okay. Uh, where were we? Um, what was I talking about? Say something while I'm looking here. Oh, I didn't know you were looking. I'm sorry. I was waiting for the big, you know, the big show. Okay. Did we talk about the Kathy, Kathy Griffin thing yesterday? No. <laughs> She's <laughs> She got kicked off of Twitter because she changed her, her screen name to Elon Musk. I Was that her? Yes, Kathy didn't Griffin. Didn't somebody else do that yeah, as a couple, well? Yeah, a couple people have done it. But Kathy Griffin got kicked off of Twitter. So what does she do? Her mother... Who's no longer with us? She got on her mother's, her deceased mother's Twitter account and went after Elon Musk. Is that weird or what? You, you, you find your mother's password and and you know whatever it is user ID, whatever you know what I'm talking about. I and, do. And you go on your, you get kicked off of Twitter because you're impersonating Elon Musk, which is against their terms of service, and. <laughs> You're so desperate to be on Twitter. You get your mom's username and password, and you go on Twitter on your dead mom, mother's account, and you go after Elon Musk. Yeah, that's a little... <laughs> I mean, is that, know, is that like I don't know, taking man. it a little that's bit too far? Weird. Oh, my God. Um, okay, here's what I forgot to talk about. Okay. Okay. Remember we talked about Elon Musk with the fact that Elon Musk... Um, fired like half the people on Twitter yes. last week, but now he's hired a bunch of them back because he realized he needs them for some stuff they're working on, some new things he wants to do. He wants to bring back Vine, and some of these people he fired were the Vine people, and he wants to also do some long-form video and stuff like that. Okay. Are you ready for this one? Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. So how – and they said that some of the people were fired in in air. So in other words, some of the people that got fired last week weren't really supposed to be fired. They just got fired. 
Talking about turning your world on edge. So some of these people are getting calls. Hey, guess what? Yeah, 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 this is this is HR or Twitter. Yeah, yeah, we're sorry about firing you last week. You know what? It was a mistake. And you're really not fired. Come on back. And the other people, yeah, 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 Elon Musk fired you last week. Well, you know, he realizes now he sort of needs you again, that kind of a thing. Okay, so can you come back on? Okay. Did they come back with a? I, do, uh, I don't know. A uh, wage increase? I don't. Well, I, if that were me, I'd say yeah. I come back Absolutely. for for twenty percent huh. more money than I was making. You know, give me I that raise. Know, did Elon Musk uh, stop that young man's Twitter account? Which guy? The guy with this follow him with the plane? Yes. I think he's still up. We'll look at that in a minute. But here's here's what okay. I wanted to mention. What? This is our crazy radio business. Okay. Okay. A lot of the radio stations are owned by, like here in town, all the radio stations are owned by three companies, iHeart, Odyssey, and Hubbard, okay? We don't have Cumulus, nor do we have Beasley. Beasley and Cumulus are another, some of the big groups. Uh, Cumulus is in is in uh, Jefferson, or in Columbia, Jefferson City, and I'm trying to think if, if Cumulus, Cumulus, I believe, is in Kansas City as well, too, but we don't have any Beasley radio stations, okay? There's this big, super- popular dj down in tampa called mason dixon and he's been around in the southern florida area for a long time very popular i think he's in the national radio hall of fame okay in september he got a three-year contract extension okay september just month before month before last last you know what i'm talking about just i do okay so he got he gets a three-year contract extension with a raise in october they lay him off does, well, did, I was just talking does, to it with a friend of mine the other day. Does that make any sense? You know, it's like Bud and Broadway. Um, yeah, here they. Bo Matthews. Right. I mean, here Bud and Broadway, Broadway wins the ACM Station of the Year or, or Morning Personalities of the Year. Yeah. And then six months later, they get fired. So, so yeah. Okay, so the guy gets a three-year contract extension, and then like three weeks later, they lay him off. But then, what's funny about it is they lay him off. The ratings drop, and then they try to hire him back. I'm going like, okay, first off, if he was under contract, I would imagine that unless he is a really bad attorney, if they're going to get rid of him, if he's got a contract, they're going to have to pay off his contract, right? Wouldn't you think that if you signed a three-year contract with yes. somebody and and two weeks later or three weeks later decide, oh, we don't really want the guy, even though we gave him a three-year contract extension, you know, the attorney's going to show up at the radio station and say, hey, guess what? Last month, we signed this big contract extension. You guys signed it. You guys, you know, our guy signed it. You guys signed it. Now, a month later, you got rid of the guy? Hey, that's great. Pay us those three years of wages right now. Pay us that three years of the contract. So, supposedly, they hired him back, but (laughs) part-time. I'm going like, what is this? You signed somebody to a contract extension, and, and... you, you a month later you fire him, then you want him to come back part time. I don't, I can't remember what happened on that. I'll see if I can look it up and see if we find what happened with with the Mason Dixon thing. But it's like it's like okay, how bizarre is this? How weird is this that you know this happens like that? You know what I'm saying? It's very weird. Well, only in the radio business, only in the radio business can stuff like that happen, right? And I mean that would never happen in politics. I mean, like, you know, Steve Stenger, the guy that, you know, gets thrown in jail, you know, he'll probably run for county executive in four years. And people, oh, my God, Steve Stenger, that's a great guy. Okay. You know, he's, he, you know, and the crazy part, I won't go, I get myself in trouble if I go any further than that, right? Right. 
And you never want, never want me to get in trouble, do you? No, I do not. <laughs> okay. I um, mean, with all my heart, I do not wish you would get in trouble. Okay. Uh, I've talked about Twitter. We talked about that. Oh, get this. This guy who owns furniture stores, I don't think he owns them here in the St. Louis area. They call him, his name, his real name is Jim McInvale. Everybody knows him as Mattress Mac. He bet on the Houston Astros to win the World Series. Now, he placed this bet, like, I think at the beginning of the season. And, yeah, in May. He bet $3 million in May with Caesar Sportsbook on a 10-to-1 odds. Wow. He totaled $2 million in bets with BetMGM, $2 million with Barstool Sports, and $1 million each with Win, Unibet, and Bet. Fred, whatever bet Fred is. And he says, so he won, he, he places all these bets for, and this is back in May, he scores $75 million payday. Now, of course, he had to put up, he had to put up, or let's total it up, he, um, $10 million. Yeah, he bet 10, all together, he bet $10 million. In other words, he bet $10 million back in May, back, back in May on all these different sports books, and he made $75 million. If you remember the story, there were guys here in St. Louis who in 1999 bet for the Rams to win the Super Bowl. You remember that? That was the year they went to the Super Bowl with, you know, the Magic team with Kurt Warner. And, I, I do remember and, that, and, the God Squad. Right, and all those, all those you know, guys, Marshall Falk and, and you yes. know, and, 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 and all those guys that, that hey, gave us all those exciting times before uh, Kroenke bought into the team and took the team away. Okay. Yes. There and they were, would pray at the end goal. Right, right. And remember, they got in trouble for doing the what the shuck and jive or whatever it was in yes. the end zone. You know, the, the the no fun league came in. You can't dance in the end zone if you score a touchdown. That's not right. You're making fun of the other team. Hey, we're showing that we're happy and we're you know really jubilant about the fact that we actually scored a touchdown. Okay, so um, where was I going with this? I don't know. <laughs> you never let me know where you're going. <laughs> I'm having one of those moments. I'm having one of those. You know, I'm 87 years old. Give me a break. You know, if 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 our president can say we're going to get rid of coal and we're going to not drill anymore, I can I can lose place where I'm at talking to you, right? So anyway, the point I was trying to make was that uh, this guy. Oh no, I know what it was. There were guys <laughs> that went to Las Vegas in the spring of night, uh, and actually in the in the the spring or our summer of 1999. Before the the season started, before the NFL season started in 1999, and they bet, I think one guy bet, I don't know, like $1,000 or something like that, that the Rams would win the Super Bowl. And the odds were like, no, 10,000 to one or something like that. And they made a ton of money because, you know, they placed, you know, you know, once again, the odds makers, like right now, for example, if you were going to Las Vegas, and I bet you could get, really high odds on the Blues winning the Stanley Cup. You know why? You know what happened last night? What? The Blues set a new record. You know what the record was? I do not. Never in the history of the team have they lost eight games in a row. Guess what happened last night? What? They lost their eighth game in a row. <laughs> They're not doing so well. So I bet you any money if you go to one of the sports book places – I mean, all you got to do is just drive your car across the river and, and you know, your, your app will show you're in Illinois. You can bet on FanDuel or, or DraftKings or stuff like that. I bet you right now the Blues are probably – here, hold on a minute. Let me see if I can find this. Find online. I see uh, – let me see. 
Blues odds to win Stanley Cup. Let's see what the internet says. C-U-P. Okay. Um, 2,000 plus 2,000 odds to win the Cup at the Bet MGM, Caesars Book, and their DraftKings. They're plus 2,100 to win it for the FanDuel Sportsbook. A... So here we go. A $100 bet at plus 2,000 odds would give you a payday of $2,000. And matter of fact, here's a story. Here's a story from Channel 5. Uh, uh, St. Louis, if you're betting, this is, oh, this is, this is last year. No, this is this year. If you're betting on the Blues to win it all this playoff season, no, that's, that's playoff season. That's last year. Okay, right now, this is, um, you know, that's wrong. Houston, come to an NHL, you know, here, no, here we go. Here we go. NHL. Colorado Avalanche looked back, back Stanley Cubs, blah, 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 blah. The Blues, okay, here we go. The St. Louis Blues, let me find them. Right now, this is the odds for St. Louis Blues. Uh, well, it's 2,200. That was correct. Okay, so in other words, they're saying right now, this is as of, this is as of, don't see the date. This is the 20, no. Do you bet? Every day when I wake up. Yeah. <laughs> You say, I bet it's going to be a no, I, beautiful I, day. I said, I defied the odds and I made it another day. You know, once you get to be 87, you know, you're perpetually in that, you know, foot in the, in the grave, foot in the banana peel kind of mode. You know what I'm saying? Any, yes. Any day could be your last day. I could. That would be sad. I could walk out today and get hit by a meteorite, you know? Why do you put that kind of stuff out in the universe? I could have the jerk who ran me Drives off the road. Me insane. Are you can I could you I could be the guy the jerk that ran me off the road last night Highway 40. See, once again, folks. You got ran off the road? Oh god. You know, I have to tell you, you know, we went to the we went to the 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 Chamber of Commerce thing yesterday and they had the yep. the Missouri State Highway Patrolman there. Yeah. And what did he say about people passing people on the shoulder at 115? He wasn't yep. he wasn't making that up. You know, he was being truthful because that happened to me last night. I'm on I-70. I had a guy in a Mustang. Oh, boy, he's, he's you know, that's I think that Mustang makes up for some, you know, misgivings in his physical anatomy. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know. It's a compensation I guess, vehicle. I guess whatever, whatever it is. I'm I'm going oh. I'm driving along and I'm doing 65. Look down at my speedometer. I'm doing five miles over the speed limit. Okay, I'm getting off at an exit. I put my turn signal on, and the guy tries to pass me on the shoulder. Okay, I'm trying to turn into the exit lane. You know, into the I you know right at the end beginning where the exit lane starts to flare off from the highway. I got my yeah. turn signal on. I'm going to the, and he tries to pass me on the shoulder. I'm going like. Okay, and if you know anything about the highway system, typically with the shoulder, the you know with the exit lanes, the the shoulder gets smaller. You know, it's not your full width shoulder jab like along I seventy. It's smaller shoulder. You know what I'm talking about? It's not I as do. it's not as wide. So he no. tries, it almost hits me, and then he brake checks me. I'm going like, okay, dude. When, <laughs> what he stepped on the brake? Yeah, right in front of me. I'm going like, okay, what's this about? You know, I mean, do you not like the fact that I'm driving along in a in a a 20 year old car that's got a quarter million miles on it? Are you making fun of my car? You know, I don't. You know, the sad part of it is there's so many people out there driving that shouldn't be driving. I agree with you. I mean, there's people that are just, and you know what? 
I do agree with you, actually. Some of the car culture is that I, some of these guys I the watch. Car in, culture. No, some of these guys on YouTube who are driving the Lamborghinis and stuff like that, they're flying down a highway to like 140, 150 miles an hour. I mean, you know, once again, dude, not not right. I mean, you know, if you want to f- go out to, you know, the Bonneville Salt Flats and do 160, knock yourself out. Where's the Bonneville Salt Flats? In Bonneville. Where's Bonneville? It's in it's in Utah. It's where the Mormons at. Don't you know about the bon- Don't you know about the Bonneville Salt Flats? No. Okay, next break we'll talk about the Bonneville Salt. You really don't know about the Bonneville Salt Flats? Um You're not a car person. I'm sorry, did I stutter? You're not you're no, not you're I not, don't. You're, not a, you're not a car person, are you? I used to be. Well, if you don't know about the Bonneville Salt Flats, you don't know you're not a car person. Okay, we have to take a break. It's 7:50. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. she's Brad. Okay, we're talking about this last break, the Bonneville Salt Flats. You didn't know what they were, right? No. A densely packed salt pan in Tule County in northwestern Utah, a remnant of the Pleistocene Lake Bonneville. It is the largest of many salt flats west of Great Salt Lake. It is a public land managed by the Bureau of Land Management and is known for land speed records at the Bonneville Speedway. Access to the flats is open to the public. Okay, It is, uh, it is 12 miles long and 5 miles wide. It is super flat. And it is, the flats are flats are about 12 miles long, 5 miles wide, with a crust of almost 5 feet thick, thick at the center and less than 1 inch towards the edges. It is estimated to hold 147 million tons of salt, approximately 90%, which is common table salt. And it's, it's super flat. And what they do is, uh, when they do this, matter of fact, Hence talks, the name Salt Flats. Exactly. Uh, the Bonneville Salt Flats hosts the annual U.S. Flight Archery Championships. The goal of flight archery is to shoot arrows from bows at the greatest distance possible without regard to hitting a target. So there's the fast, uh, vast flat plane of this blah, 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 land speed records. Motor car racing has taken place the Salt Flats since 1914. Racing takes place at the part of the Bonneville Salt Flats known as the Bonneville Speedway. There are five major land speed events that take place at the Bonneville Salt Flats. Bonneville Speed Week takes place mid-August, followed by World of Speed in September, and the World Finals take place early October. These events welcome cars, trucks, motorcycles. Uh, pretty much, you can go out there, and I think you pay a fee, and if you want to drive, like with Shelly, if you want to go out there and drive your Lincoln at 195 miles an hour, you go out there and do it. Well, first of all, I don't drive like that, and and second of all, the reason the guy passed you is probably because you were doing... 40. I was doing 65. Uh-huh. See. I've never seen you do 65 in the 10 years I've known you. Put your microphone in front of your face. You sound off mic again. Try it now. You just missed me. Much better. Okay. Um, no. I was being sassy. Do you want me to repeat it? No, that's fine. The Bonneville Salt <laughs> Flats. See, you, you, anybody who's a car freak knows about the Bonneville Salt, salt Flats because that's where they set all the speed records, the land speed records. You know, matter of fact, my thing that I had as a kid, I had the Shrike. I had the model, which was the Cox 049 engine Cox. Ooh. Yeah, which I wish I had back because they're in eBay going for like $500 now. I think I paid $29 for mine. Anyway, uh, used, they're selling for $500. So that's what the Bonneville Salt Flats are. And and what they do is before they do the land speed, they go out and they prep the salt. They have these machines that go out and, and it, it's super flat. So the idea being is, you know, first off, some of these cars that, you know, like some of these things that set the speed records, it's 12 miles long. It takes them like three or four miles to get up to speed. So think about it. There's no place 
you know, around here. I mean, it'd be like, okay, we're going to get up speed on I-70. We're going to get up speed at, at St. Charles at the 94 exit. And by the time we hit Wentzville, we'll be doing 180 miles an hour. doesn't work like that. Same thing on 44. Mm-hmm. And it's super flat. So they go out and they prep the service. You know, they make sure it's like super flat. And then they drive your car out there. And like I said, I think anybody can go when they have the, the speed things out there. I think anybody can go out there and, and test their car. There's a fee, but... You can show up because I've seen guys do it. You know, there's these car channels. These guys, hey, it's Speed Week at Bonneville. We're going to go out there and we're going to see how fast our Lamborghini could go. And there's guys, they were driving over 200 miles an hour in streetcars. That was one. I look at the one. It says, right, last year. In streetcars? Yeah, last year, the land speed record was set in a registered automobile by Shelly Barr when she drove her Lincoln at 222 miles an hour. Wow. My Lincoln won't even go 225 miles. You know, I actually, I, I love this car and I got it so David could just slide over, you know. Right. But um, it it's underpowered for the, the how big the car is. That's because you can't get up to 200 miles an hour in your other car. You could. Okay. No. Well. We've, we have yeah. to get out of here. It's 7.59, 42 seconds. Say goodbye. Oh, oh my goodness. Time flies. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Peace to die fly. Have a great day. Hump day. Yeah. I forgot about that. I didn't play your song. I have to do it tomorrow. 7.59. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon.